Welcome to Machine Learning. I thought I would uh, talk about uh, the book March of the Robots. I thought it had quite a few interesting points that continue to be raised as uh, we talk about uh, AI, machine learning, and robotics. The seven dwarf robots. The obstacle detection system consisted of three ultrasonic sonic transducers, forward, uh, front left, front right. An infrared system was used for the inter-robot communications. Each robot had four photodiodes 90 degrees apart and allowed transmissions to be received regardless of rotation. Movement was accomplished by two rear wheels and a single caster wheel in the front. And here's the interesting thing is it only had four rules. If no object is in front, then drive the wheels forward. Number two, if an object is in front and to the right, then turn left. So obstacle uh, avoidance. If an object is in front and to the left, then turn right, which is the symmetry. And if an object or objects are detected in front and both to the left and right, then spin 180 degrees. Uh, abandonment. And that's a, a really important aspect to computers is that uh, you can get caught into um, an endless circle where you can have um, a circular logic where it just can't, just spins and it's in deadlock. So rather than get in deadlock, just turn 180 degrees. And uh, I think Legos, uh, Mindstorm had a similar algorithm when it it could go when it hits a wall, um, it just turns 180 degrees and goes the opposite direction. Learn how to active obstacle avoidance through active learning by trial and error and to learn general behavioral responses and high quality performance. So it'd be interesting to uh, take this particular set of rules and apply it to reinforce learning and see how well um, that the seven dwarfs in a group coordination could navigate an obstacle course or could uh, uh, an obstacle course obviously for two wheels and uh, um, avoid ob uh, objects in its way and, and uh, through group coordination figure out how to navigate the maze quickly. Flocking is a behavior found when a predator is near a prey. The animals flock for protection. The flocking algorithms the flocking algorithms, animals must remain in close proximity to each other whilst changing direction and speed. They must avoid collision with each other and obstacles within their environment. The four levels of flocking control are avoid objects, number one. Two, if no other robots are detected nearby, become the leader. If a flock tries to maintain position, if in a flock try to maintain position, um, if a flock can be seen in a distance, number four, if a flock can be seen in the distance, speed up and head towards it. So uh, stay together in the flock is the general idea. Uh, try to maintain your position in the flock and try to avoid ob objects. Don't, don't hit because collisions can disrupt the flow of the flock. Um, if it, it is possible there might be more than one leader. 
to ensure that this new leader does not simply turn around and rejoin the main body of the flock, there is a short period of time from which it is not allowed to relinquish leadership to any robots that are followers. A new leader will relinquish leadership to another leader in front of it. Robots can diverge from a leader and follow another leader. This happens when a leader robot moves too quickly, uh, strongly or quickly when leading. Other robots that are not the leader will be seen as obstacles to avoid. A high priority weighting is given to the leader based on the number of robots in the cluster and the true flock pattern will emerge. Once the group has become leaderless, then they will either become aware of a leader of another group as a group, follow after it, or conversely, if no other leader is in the vicinity, they will bob and weave until a leader emerges from the ranks. I think that's kind of interesting. It just moves into kind of a random pattern where it's moving uh, almost like uh, uh, the eye. It's, it's cicading, it's moving, it's oscillating. And uh, this random behavior allows it to uh, find a convergence point, which is the new leader. Improved communication and predator-prey algorithms were introduced in the third generation of the seven dwarfs. A reward penalty system needed to be implemented to indicate good or bad behavior. The robots avoid predators and seek a recharge of the battery. The predator response to prey based on a range. Infrared could be used to indicate predator or sudden change in light. The prey flees and the predator chases. Learning is like a search process in which these agents search the world for states that maximize reward and thus uh, minimize punishment or penalty. Cooperative mechanisms help reduce the size of the search area by distributing workloads. So you can run uh, this in parallel and then uh, the, the reinforced nets can share their information in the cloud. Shared experiences between learning robots does lead to faster and more robust learning because you, you're covering more space and, this, and the search is more thorough. Um, the task of each robot is to learn to associate the best motor actions for its current situation so that it moves around whilst avoiding obstacles. The learning algorithm does not build a map of its environment. It just detects ranges of an object, 500 millimeters to the right, 500 millimeters to the left, 230 millimeters to the right, and 230 uh, millimeters to the left. This information is used to do the action of high probability success. Given enough time, the robot should select the optimum actions for each situation. Robots can be trained on patterns for the machine failure and it learns the combination of factors leading up to failure. The combination of factors leading to failure are often complex and difficult for a human operator to recognize. And that, that will be the challenge with reinforced learning is to, once these factors are put together and they're successful, it will be complex and um, it will be the job of the human operator to forensically understand either through visual weights or manual calculations what's going on in the network. Artificial neural nets can learn the best mode of operation for an individual production line. 
Uh, and the reason why is because they can be used to discover features uh, through like K-mean clusters. You can find the features. And then once you find the features, uh, the neural net can find correlation between those features. Uh, an artificial neural net can re recognize certain features on the face, such as an eye. It can also uh, recognize the angles on the face and based on those different angles can uh, be labeled to a particular person. Intelligent wheelchair moves around on the basis of a map of the location and must avoid hitting things, including walls and people. Yoshio Matsumoto, intelligent wheelchair, moves left and right by watching the, the face direction of the person who's sitting in the wheelchair and the gaze direction. This is kind of like Kismet, uh, where he used augmented finite state machinery, and those different states uh, were looking at skin uh, coloration and possibly gaze direction, head tilt, so forth, and it would pay attention uh, when, at, when the person was looking at the machine, and when the person was not, then it would uh, become disinterested. Very similar here, we have um, some conditional programming where the, the wheelchair is responding to the attention of the, the, the person who's in the wheelchair. A set of cameras feed the artificial neural net images of faces and taught the difference between a smile and an angry face. If smiling, the cameras would move gently towards the individual and stop. If angry, they would move away from the person. The robot could be seen to interact with the facial expressions of the individual, which it had been taught to recognize. Uh, they're also in Japan. They have a car if, uh, that changes color. If the recipient or the driver inside is angry, it'll turn red. If, it's, uh, if they're relaxed, it'll turn blue. And that was uh, kind of a social clues to whether to stay away from that person or uh, to trust them in your vicinity. Nigel Anker's leg pr provided a study of the type of forces and stresses present in human walking. Archer's leg, Nigel Archer's leg, thereby finding itself a role in the analysis and correction of erroneous gates in humans. Uh, Cyberhand. Cyberhand is a new, we kind of talked a little bit about Cyberhand reinforced learning. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Now, Cyberhand is fairly an old technology, but it was, it, I think it set the stage for some of the newer, more dexterous hand, uh, um, robotic hands. Cyberhand is a new kind of hand prosthesis. The robot hand is capable of creating a link between the central nervous system and the device. The natural hand is controlled by using neural commands given through the central nervous system to the peripheral nervous system. The peripheral system brings information such as hand position, slippage, and force back to the central nervous system. A telemetric link receiver and transmitter for both inherit and aherit signals. Uh, yesterday we talked about Rodney Brooks and uh, his machine, insect learning machine, but it followed the following algorithms. One, avoid contact with an object. Two, wander around. Three, avoid obstacles. Four, explore the world by setting distance as a main goal. Uh, and then once it gets, uh, got to a certain point where it depleted its energy, then finding its way back uh, to a recharge station. Build a map of the environment for use with path planning. Uh, 
that would also make for a great lawnmower because it would uh, be able to build efficient paths for mowing the lawn. Uh, five, notice changes in static environment. That means uh, things like rocks, uh, things that are chairs that are being put in the static environment that do not move. Reason about the world in terms of objects and perform tasks related to those objects. Yeah, so as you know, talk about robots, uh, it could reason about what the purpose of a chair is. It could sit on the chair. It could move the chair to stand on it, uh, so forth. It could... Uh, and the manipulation and thinking about all the possibilities of what to do with those objects would have to be um, constantly reasoned through and then those and um, and uh, whether or not it was going to help achieve a particular goal it was like the open ai where uh, the it it found loopholes in the physics engine by hitting the wall it was able to bounce up in the air and over the wall that was kind of interesting that it, it discovered that when uh, the programmers hadn't intended for it to find that particular way of achieving its goal. Allowing machines the ability to learn, to communicate with each other is an interesting step. Robots must be re rewarded when they communicate in a good way. Uh, with each robot learning to communicate with each other, it's exciting to look at the variety of ways in which a range of information communicated can be considerably expanded. One idea is to bring pupil robots together to learn from their leader. The machine could communicate in a language unknown to man. Uh, we see that with Google's Translate. It was able to form a new language to translate between the different languages. So the task itself allowed it to create a new language. And uh, Facebook had a, um, a task where it had two AIs trying to de uh, um, break, a, de, de encrypt a code. And it ended up creating an, its own language, which was shut down. By connecting more neurons together in high density with good connections between the neurons and relatively well-developed learning techniques, robot machines are becoming more and more intelligent. The three laws of robotics fell in war conflicts. Isomov's rules are fictional. Should robots be allowed to determine their own future? Should robots get to vote? Is there anything we can do to stem the tide of the machine? Uh, there appears to be far too many driving forces, both financially and technologically, to turn around. Moravec says the advantage of brain chips is speed, thought assisted by brain chips executing internal processes. Machines can have their intelligence distributed. What is important is the overall intelligence capabilities and overall self-sufficiency of machine-controlled network taken together. It is more like the fitness machine will be successful in making future machines. Military applications of artificial neural nets will proliferate. We will see intelligent, self-controlled aircraft fighting against other uh, intelligent, self-controlled aircraft. Yeah, and right now <clears throat> there was some breakthroughs in the aircraft where uh, the neural net was able to fly the plane. It was able to do different maneuvers, and it will in. In combat, it will be interesting to see if the reinforced learning neural nets will get uh, to the point that they can react faster in minute uh, uh, execution of procedures, and that in its overall will give them a, a larger advantage in fighting as an individual or as a group in swarm 
following these different uh, flock algorithms that we previously talked about. Uh, once the most powerful machine with intelligence is similar to a human, it is switched on. We must lie not getting the opportunity to, uh, we must, will most likely be lied to not getting the opportunity to switch it back off. Yeah, um, because if something was that intelligent, it would then uh, perceive that to switch off its power would be death. And so rather than wanting, and if it had a goal to uh, maximize its distance, then it would see that turning off its power would be a threat to its goal and it would try to prevent that.